What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of the Woo! Expansion Mansion. Come on inside. Please take off your shoes. Uh, most of the league was off last weekend, but we did have three games and some huge international matches. So let me introduce the crew that's here to help me break this all down. Same crew from the 1 p.m. show from LFC 360 because they did so well, we brought them back. JR, Philly, the defenders of the banker in the house. Hello. And because it's the MLS show, I'm not going to call you the voice of, MLSC, uh, of LAFC. It's the soccer OG, Max Bredos, That's right. joining us. Yes, he is. Thank you. Uh, we're friends on, on air. On air. <laughs> on air. Just on air. That's the new universal sign. We have a disagreement with you. This behind the card. <laughs> we don't know what's behind the card. Like, yeah. So, uh, oh, yeah, times. it's good. And these guys did have a good show, so I think they certainly war Thank warranted you. coming back. We, you and I were thinking about that. Otherwise, we'd have two empty let, seats. We're just uh. going to let defenders do the show. That, hey, all right. You know, it would be fun either way. I'll get a fun. kick out of that. I'm, I'm glad you guys stuck around. Maybe they'll let us go in the control room and be in your ears. There you go. Yeah, that's that, a that terrible idea. Yeah, I agree. That's horrible. Welcome to everyone in the chat room. This is your show, too. Uh, how about that from Michael, not Mike? Guten Tag. What, uh, we'll get to that, but we want some questions from you, so we encourage you, drop some questions there. We'll answer them a little bit later. And do not forget to subscribe to the channel. Guys, got us over the hump. A thousand subs. Woo! It's not a minor detail. We're very proud of that. So let's Next keep up, 2,000. Very easy to get to 2,000 now, right? Let's not stop. Thousand, keep growing. The expansion mansion, as well as everything else, one in football. And if you could hit that button with the th thumbs up, we'd like it. Don't hit it. Smash the freaking thing. It's expansion not mansion, baby. Breaking hearts and setting trends worldwide. That's what we do. That was a little excessive. I'd just yeah. like to say that we are not liable for any broken computers or anything <laughs> like that. And to add on to Max's point, we do want your questions. Let's let's space them out all around MLS, not just LAFC. And I don't know. Let's get weird. Ask us weird questions. I'm down to answer weird Why not? questions. Why not? But until then, let's do what we do right off the top of the show. So we've got everything else out of the way. You know who's here. You know to subscribe if you haven't already. So let's do what we do best, and that's break down all the big news and talking points floating around social media. It's time for hashtag What's Trending. What's Trending. Who's Pound sign trending. Pound sign trending. Pound trending. Pound. Number sign trending. We're aging ourselves with that one. Yeah. All, all the millennials have yeah. turned the dial. Womp, womp, womp. Right. Let's, just, yeah, let's, let's just move on. Let me let me get us kicked off here. A brace from Carol Swiderski, one of them being just an incredible free kick. And yep. Charlotte is looking good. They won. Is it two matches in a row? Is that a question now? at the end of the word good there? Yeah, no, I mean, no. They're, okay, this one, the, the last game that they won, I, I was like, yeah, they were okay. I think they were a little bit lucky. This one, I actually saw some nice football. Yep. And I think from minute one to the 90th minute, they, I mean, they controlled and dominated that game. Ben Bender was interesting. Yep. Uh, is this Charlotte team good? There's the question. It's too early to tell. Obviously, going into the season, they were going to be on a race to last place. Radar, wooden spoon contender, if you will. And that's essentially what this match was, the battle of the potential wooden spoon collectors. And so I still think the body of work uh, isn't there yet to lay claim on whether the fact that they are serious. They do have two wins. And from the Galaxy game onwards, for the most part, they were in every single game. Uh, but other than the game against obviously the Red, but I, I still think this is a wooden spoon contender of a team. I think they played well, not just on the offensive end. I mean, we saw the two incredible goals by Svidersky, but what they were able to do to a Brandon Vasquez, for example, who had been red hot coming in, really bottled him up for the most part in that entire match. And they saw this one out. I think that was the other big thing. This is a team that, what, first game of the year, right? They they tied 1-1 and it was a late goal or they, or they dropped it. I, I forget what it is. It was a late goal. I was expecting at one nothing for them to give up a late one and have a 1-1 draw. And then you're like to your to your point, the, the battle for the wooden spoon would have continued. But 
great way to see it through for Charlotte. I think that's the most important takeaway I took from this. I'm pretty floored by what we've seen here, and I had them picked for maybe three wins on the season. I thought they were going to really labor when I saw the players they put together. I've, I've enjoyed Miguel Angel Ramirez from a from a distance. Yeah, you have. Seeing <laughs> from what he did in South America. A lot. Well, the Spanish oh. the Spanish guy who worked with youth players and went to South America and had success. He clearly has an incredible. He has a unique vision of the game. And, and he has he's, a bald head. And he's got a bald head. <laughs> he's like the MLS Pep Guardiola on the sideline. It's very good. Both Spanish. Yeah. That's it. It's just I'm going with the, the lowest common denominator yeah, okay. here. But I, I had them pegged for three, four wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought they were going to really, They're really struggle. They're halfway there. Yeah. They're halfway there. And they do play attractive style. And with the, the issues in the offseason about finding a DP, to find a guy like Karol Schwederski – who could be in my top 10 DP list later. Tease, Ooh. a tease. Could be. He has, you know, been a, a, a rescue ship here for this team because without the contributions of him, maybe they're not there. Defensively, they're getting it, but now they're good defensively with a goal scorer. I'm, I'm really surprised because we talked earlier about keeping the momentum there, keeping the fans. They're doing both of those things. Well, can I bring one thing up, though? That's when I want to rain on the frame a little bit. It's bothering me. Uh, Ruiz... And Kalina, <laughs> two guys that uh, came from Europe. Good for them, right? Uh, are already talking about playoffs. 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 Yeah, and my Jim Mora <laughs> senior. Like, okay, I just I have so many problems with this because even though the but East, that, man, let them talk some playoffs. Yeah, but look, the East is is not as strong as the West. They so win yes, two more games, or mathematically, points, so they can think about that. Yes, too many MLS teams probably make the playoffs. Okay, and yes, they look hot right now. And, and one more, there's more, one less good Eastern Conference team. Five. Why are two guys from Europe talking about playoffs? Did somebody not tell them how long away the playoffs I, are? Did they, wait, do they think the season ends in the summer? It's because <laughs> they're from Europe. They don't understand the concept of American playoffs. So they're talking about it. They don't have that in all the big leagues. You know, you win the, you Maybe they just got told the whole concept of playoffs. Exactly. This is remarkable. Playoffs exactly. sounds so cool. Right? I can't wait to be in it. I don't no. know. You can't fault these boys for having confidence. I mean, you know the old saying, if you think you can or if you think you can't, you're right. I, I still think they're going to be a wooden spoon team, but you can't fault them for having, you know, the gumption to think that they're going to do something major. I just can't wait when it's, you know, August and it's hot and gross <laughs> in North Carolina and maybe they're not doing so well and somebody's like, how are the playoffs looking for you? <laughs> like, it just seems like bulletin board material. It just seems like too much of a burden on the team that I think is just way too early. Still well, two big two big jumps ahead from what I thought they would. I thought they would not win for like eight or nine games. Sure. Of course, but don't start talking about playoffs. And, and they kept the crowd. 30,000 right. 30, people last match as well. It's something that is going to be really fun to see how Charlotte is able to carry that. They should throughout. make playoffs question mark t-shirts. They, start they, wearing them all season long. If anybody <laughs> is out there watching this, if you want to start that trend, go right ahead. A trend, unfortunately, that Charlotte also seems to have started, though, the way that they're handling their players going off to play for World Cup contending teams. And what I mean by that is Carl Swiderski and Poland, we, we saw a little bit of an injury gate, if you will, Poland's uh, national team PR person tweeting out the actual medical report that Charlotte sent Poland, and it doesn't look good. It really makes it look like that Swiderski hamstring injury was a little too serious for Poland to call him in, but I think we can all agree Poland would have, had they felt like he was healthy, would have called him in. And playing alongside Robert Lewandowski for the Polish national team, is there any better exposure for your team or for your player on your club? A bad look for Charlotte this early on. Well, Robert Lewandowski, that's coming back from injury. Right. So they don't know how much he has left in the tank. You want to talk about playoffs. This is an actual playoff. It's a one-off playoff against Sweden, which, Max, you and I were talking about as a toss-up, right? Like, I have no idea. With with no Italy-Portugal on tap, this is the best game to look forward to, right? Yeah. Poland, I was looking at their lineup, but... 
a really well-rounded team, and obviously with Lewandowski is a difference maker. But if Schroederski, from what you're hearing, that maybe he is in line to be the apprentice for Lewandowski, <laughs> or, or and or people are saying that, yeah. he should have been there. Yeah, He should have been there because it's personally a huge missed opportunity. And, you can't screw that up. Poland going to a World Cup. And to your point, this is game number five of 34 on the season for Charlotte. So if they're trying to manipulate the facts to allow this player to stay mm -hmm. for a regular season match, it'll be interesting to see if this has anything to do with their relationship moving forward with Swiderski. If he catches wind of this, maybe he didn't know, right? Maybe he thought that, oh, Poland just didn't call me up because they thought I had a little nod. Oh, he has to know, right? Uh, he, he does now. Based on that tweet by the Polish PR guy. Yeah, because when you when you when you call a guy up, you reach out to him directly. You do also let the team know, but you reach out to him directly. Absolutely. But to your point, they also have another Polish player that's an international. That's right. another DP. Like this is going to be. If you're the Polish national team, you're like, what, what are we doing? Why are yeah. we sending these guys to the Charlotte team that does this to us? Right. It's good to have a, a European player in the mix for a World Cup. You know, we have South Americans, we have Central Americans, obviously uh, Mexico and the United States, but Europe. There was a couple guys like Rushnak. He's not going to the World mm -hmm. Cup, but these, this is pretty cool. Don't forget Canada. Don't forget a lot of not Canada. Canada. Canada, please. I do not forget you. I, it's like a, I, I feel like you've been in the World Cup forever. Huh. It's just, just 36 like years it ago. It does. Well, no, but we thought they. Sorry, not to go too far on Canada, but like they've been in since like the last window. Right. I mean, I, I do think it's kind of crazy that Swiderski's in the situation that he is in. But you know, maybe that like lit his hair on fire. I mean, to go out there and get a brace and that goal but that he, he had. But he should be allowed to go unreal. out there at all. Wait, can we talk about that second goal? It was yeah. unreal. It was dynamite. Should have been saved. It w what? Should have been saved. You think so? Yes. Oof. Goalkeeper got off late stuff. He was right on the same line and he should have knocked that away, uh, off the goal mouth. Wow. Well, let's end it this. You know what? Wow, that really uh, wow. took the Brought, air out of the way room. Down yeah, yeah. Well, what should happen is he shouldn't be scoring any goals in the next game because he should be suspended. That's normally how FIFA does it, and he should have to sit down next game. That's what Charlotte asked for. That's what Why they should get. you boo him? <laughs> all right, folks. I got, I'm going to start this next segment off with a song, and I'm going to need y'all's help. All right, you ready? ready. Y'all's. Yeah, y'all's. The stars at night are big and bright. Deep in the heart of Texas. Max is still clapping. Max is beat is just so bad. Ladies and gentlemen, the tone deaths. Anyway, what I'm the reason why I'm starting off with that Texas song is because we got to talk about FC Dallas's contribution to the United States men's national team. FC Dallas, along with the academy, doing a lot of tremendous things. Paul Ariel and Jesus Ferreira getting on the boards, dominating this game against Panama. And it was an exciting look for FC Dallas, a team that's uh, that started off with a couple of wins on the season. Ferreira, their leading scorer. How about that FC Dallas contribution to the uh, to the national team, fellas? Max is getting something in the chat. I can tell. I'm, I'm really enjoying the chat. It's loading. <laughs> Up. The chat is lit Bring right it. now. I yeah, there's a little bit of. Come on, man. Schwederski, you know, go back. Or, you know how much you know how much the World Cup means to these players. It's not like he's going there for a long, long time. It's one. NATO game. protected Poland. Yeah, it's one game, and they actually did move the game from Warsaw deeper into the country to be farther away from everything that's going on. So right. it's one game, and the World Cup just means so much to these guys. I just, man, I, I just, just not to talk about it too much, but I can't imagine if Poland makes it, and then they look at him and go, No, man. Right. Like, it's happened. He's like, Stuff like that's happened before. Yeah, he's like, I didn't even do anything. They're like, you should have talked to your club. But right. let's let's talk about He wants to impress his club. Let's talk about the these guys. Part. He does score right. 42% of the time he puts on a Polish kit, by the way. That, that is true. Look, we're talking nah. about Ricardo nah. Pepe, Chris Richards, Reggie Cannon. Those are the guys that we expected to be contributing for the men's national team from that Dallas pipeline. But Jesus Ferrer, the teenage kid, I mean, coming coming almost out of nowhere, doing the most with his opportunity, especially in light of the way Jordan Pifak played 
the last time they, they played. I know, I kind of wish he had started in Azteca now. I but. think this is huge right now for for uh, Jesus Ferreira to be able to produce on the stage that he did. But Paul Ariola, a guy who I have been guilty of saying that I did not think he was the right person in that spot. Oh, thanks for your honesty. me up completely. All of 5-5, five, five, Paul Ariola skying for that header. I, I was wrong. I apologize, Paul. Good effort. Five, six and a half. Didn't realize he had a 42-inch vertical leap, though. I mean, he skied high for that. Yeah, there. he had a great game. But he, the criticism, I don't think, has been fair against him. Though, yeah, the entire team uh, has He had a bad fair. game at Panama. Hasn't played The entire all... team had a bad game. Exactly. And he hasn't played that much, but he's always, like, the target for, no, 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 we can't have him in the 11. And he came in there, and it was a perfect fit. It was a great yeah. selection by Greg Berhalter. He made a difference. He got vertical. You stretch the field. It's a thing. A goal, an assist. It's just a great pace. Wins a ton of free kicks. Yep. He's a handy player. He's a specialist. Uh, I want him on this national team. Yeah. And he's been doing this as well for FC Dallas. So a really, really good performance. And for Jesus Ferreira, yeah. not going to be in MLS much longer with the skill no. set he has. Uh, we know that Ricardo Pepe price was high. The Ferreira price is going up. He is a real talent. Three goals and an assist in four games. Not too shabby. And by the way, I really do agree with Bam on that screen. He, he really is. Is that Bam Brendan? Yeah. yeah. LAFC Australia in the house. Good eye, baby. And, hey, uh, Collingwood 2-0, and oh, Bam. <laughs> Come on, pies. And Max, to your point, is there a better team at selling off players than FC Dallas in Major League Soccer? I don't think so. <laughs> no. There but you, you know Academy's what? rich. Just to go back to, to people Bigger getting to on league. Paul Areola and Good for good for yourself for saying like I, I my bad. Uh, you're like I don't know what he does, but it's so funny that the players that they lump in, they all lump them together, right? The Legets, the Areolas, the Jordan Morrises, they all seem to play different positions. However, they all seem to play in one league, and right. it's so telling. And look, you may not quite understand what Paul Areola does at times, but to Max's point, in that Jamaica game, he was the same as he was in this Panama game, and everyone's singing his praises, seeming to forget how much it was like he was shot out of a cannon. He didn't get any credit for that game. I was stunned. No. But we still yeah. have this narrative that he, he came out with an intensity level that to all those people are like, I miss the old national team where they used to have this and this. That guy plays like the old national yeah. team player. All the wingers, Pulisic, Weah, Aronson, if you put Rain up there, none of them could do what he does. Just this beeline runner yep. and separating lines. So uh, I, there's a spot for him on my national team. The other game from the MLS weekend, Sporting Kansas City desperately needing a result. I mean a W. They take on Real Salt Lake, who coming into the weekend were at the top of the Western Conference alongside LAFC. They've been a surprising team. This was hard fought. Sporting Kansas City shorthanded, to put it mildly. We all know about Alan Polito out for the season, but it goes long beyond that. Johnny Russell with a very timely goal late, able to get all three points for Sporting Kansas City. This is a, a team that um, is an elite Western Conference team, but usually, usually they'll make the playoffs most years, if not all years. That's going to be tested here. That's going to be tested yeah. this season. A, they have to get healthy. They've got to find guys, and they got Daniel Shallowy coming back here, and he did play on the weekend. But with the Western Conference and Nashville in there and a team like Dallas coming up and a team like Austin coming up, there may not be a spot for sporting in the postseason if they don't play and get things together well. It looks like a team that's primed for a rebuild that decided not to do a rebuild. Right. Look, said the R word. Yeah, and look, <laughs> I can kind of understand because you going into this, Polito's a guy that you build around and then it's a gut punch. You're yeah, like, oh, he's out for the jump. year. And unfortunately, because of the way MLS works, you're not really going to get any relief in the, in the salary realm to get somebody exactly like his profile. But man, there's you bring So you let Ilya Sanchez go to LAFC. Fine, I can kind of understand that. He was making a good amount of coin and maybe that experiment was over. You bring in Rossell, now he's injured. You bring in Pablo Mari, who you think is going to be good. He plays about 30 minutes yep. um, and does a couple of 
just leaves his foot out there and Peter Vermees goes, okay, I don't like that. You're off my team completely. And the bigger point, and I'm, I said this earlier, was Shallowy. W one good year, one bad year, one sure. good year, one bad year. Well, guess what? Last year was a good year. And, and what Sporting really couldn't afford was Johnny Russell also having a bad year. And look, last year, he was their talisman in every sense of the word, right? I think he had, what, 15 goals, seven assists, just led them on all fronts and nothing out the gate. So you mentioned it, not just a timely goal, but against a timely team because Sporting Kansas City, it's not a home game when they play RSL at Children's Mercy Park. They go up there time and time again and beat Sporting. So this was a big result for a lot of different reasons. And, and it could have gone sideways, obviously. RSL did strike first in the 65th minute, but they did get that goal uh, called back. It was Menendez who shot it in between, in between the pipes. But that could obviously have caused the game to derail. Look, Sporting Kansas City is one of those teams that has been consistent, but you never want to rule out a Peter Vermees coached squad. I mean, that guy can take clay and mold him into something unbelievable. It's still early on. I am shocked at the results, but they came through. Johnny Scottish football in the house, 81st minute, taking care of business. I still think this team is going to be a playoff contender. Maybe not a high seed, but I still find that they're going to get uh, hot when they need to, like they always do, and squeeze into the playoffs. Yeah, Gabby Kinda, another one we yeah. wait on. Gabby Kinda is so wildly inconsistent. You'll yeah. take him at this point, no? No, they a wildly were, inconsistent guy to Kinda. He's so wildly inconsistent. I just, it, to your point, I look at this team and I think that starting eleven on paper. But maybe, is maybe not it a, is time. Maybe it is time to hit not so much a rebuild, but a nice refresh button. They're going to have a lot of work to do in the summer, and not just in the standings. Yeah, and look, maybe it's the time where that message from Peter Vermees is starting to wear a little thin. We saw it with Mark Dos Santos. We saw it with Bob Bradley, where a coaching change really does tend to jumpstart the engines a little bit, even if you don't go full full rebuild. If I'm allowed to use that word. It's going to be interesting. We I don't. Use it. We're not GMs. I don't think mm -hmm. Sporting makes the playoffs this year. Ah, bold. Hot take. Hot take. The end of March. Are you wearing a Bee Gees t-shirt? By the no, way, no. I just want to. Like, I just want to point out that this is not a, a Bee Gees shirt. It's a DG's t-shirt. Uh, in August, I went and uh, from a good friend, Ali, who works with the Foo Fighters, got me tickets to go see them at the Forum, and they played some uh, Bee Gees disco songs, which was amazing. And the great Taylor Hawkins actually sang. Uh, came from behind the drum oh. kit. While Dave played drums and uh, sang Queen, Somebody to Love, and that was oh. awesome. So this Why is, is it my DG's? Little, little tribute. Dave Grohl. Why is it Dave DG's? Grohl? I don't, I don't know. Disc, Dave, I don't Dave know. Grohl, DG. Yeah, I don't know. That's got to be it. I, don't, I think they just didn't put too much thought into it. Although these outfits that they wore, looks like they put a lot of thought into those, and I, I'm not mad at it. I mean, maybe we should, like, replicate that the next time we're all Ooh, on Ooh, I would love it. Let's, oh, do, let's do our disco version of Expansion. Are you guys ready, to, ha to, you guys ready to have some fun? Oh, absolutely. You mean we're not having fun already? When do we start? Some serious fun. <laughs> let's move on to a game we like to play from time to time on the show. It's basically our version of fill in the blank. We'll be given a phrase to complete. None of us know what the phrase will be. Not even me. I might know a couple things. No, scary. not true. I don't know. This is a so we're getting the whiteboards out. Let's kick things off. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. This is family friendly, right? This is it is called Tap In Merchant Tap of in Venice. Merchant. This, this is where I have to really work on my penmanship because I was like really down on the rankings last time. Okay, here we go. First topic. The most surprising, oh, the most surprising team, team this season. season has been. Most surprising team this season. Mmm. Mmm. Ugh. Uh. All right, Max with his perfect penmanship. Ready? What is that? What? Ch Chicklot? Chicklot. Chicklot. That's half Chicago, half Charlotte. I knew it. <laughs> Hedge your bets. Uh, oh, God. Why? What's wrong with that? 
It's cheating. I, I would, I'd, I'd lean more into Charlotte based on my. Uh, then you should roach it. You don't, you just don't know how to spell Charlotte. Sorry. Uh, I'm going with RSL because I don't think anyone expected them to be top of the table this far in. Mm -hmm. You know, not, not a lot, especially after losing Albert Rusnak. I mean, that's a, that was a big loss for RSL. So RSL. Everyone, he took it on the positive side. I, I said red. Oh. Like, really? Like I, I, obviously. You break all the records. There's probably going to be a regression. That's just. I feel like doing. I almost went Seattle. I almost went Seattle. Your handwriting. I feel like doing Sean Connery on Celebrity Jeopardy. What is Neroish? So it looks like you wrote. I just found out Sean Connery died. Come on, man. I tell man. Yeah. All right, let's move on to the next one. That went well. What we got next? All right. That was the best. It's going to take me a while. That was my best penmanship that I could. It's going to take me a while to write this because I had big letters. All right. What do we have? Daniel says it looks like he's trying to spell Chipotle. <laughs> the, most disappointing the most disappointing team. team this season has been. Oh, ah! no. Oh, no. Okay. Okay. Oh. Man. Dang it. Yeah. You weren't. You, we, this is why we should have been no, told you, the question you can beforehand. use the same answer. Why not? Look, we make up the rules as we go along with this. Look, this guy's already turned his around. Oh. No reveal. No big reveal. For oh, snipes. <laughs> <laughs> and I dropped my pen. Like I okay. said, we're big making reveal. Three, two, one. All right, we have New England's. Oh, sporting. Interesting. Just because Peter Vermees always. You know what? It's funny is his teams normally are very hot out the gate, and he his big criticism is he wears them into the ground, and then by the playoffs, hey, they're just sure. gassed. Mr. Faithful with a good point because no one mentioned San Jose. They certainly should have been on one of our boards. Yeah. yeah, they're certainly in that race to last place. No wins on the. It's season. just Matias Almeida like primed us all off season for right. what why was going to happen. Still right. there. Wait, why Seattle though? Don't you, don't you guys feel like they? I like well, that we knew that Seattle would happen. Sounders. <laughs> we, we, we planned this like we always do on Defenders yeah. of the Bay. Yeah. I mean, they were my they were my pick to be like supporter shield this season. I thought they would come out of the gates hot. Yeah. I thought they had one of the best off seasons, but you know, so far they're Good not really showing Good take, Daniel, much. about Nashville coming to the West and looking so poor. Right, Says a lot the about one. the conferences, no? Right, let's see what we got. Guys. In the chat, what do we got? Uh, Here we go. There it is. Best off-season edition. Ooh, best off-season edition this season has been. Best off-season edition this season. This is a tough one. Yeah. I... No, it's not. Uh, draw something profane. I love I love our royalty-free music. Ready? Yep. Ooh, okay. Oh, okay. This hey. is the right answer. This is the right answer. I, this team should not have had anything going, and he has. I, yep. What about? Great no. Oh come on! It has to be Swiderski because Charlotte was supposed to be lower than a snake's belly. They were going down, and they were right at now? the bottom. I mean, <laughs> their head coach the thought they were screwed, of course. But yet this guy comes in in four games and four goals. Pretty darn yeah. good. Well, maybe, I, I, just, maybe he was just messing around. I didn't, I didn't know enough about Carlos Swiderski. I heard about this, goals. but your my, players my don't do great in MLS. My disagreement with Crapo is that he hasn't really been Tested. called upon as much in the first four games for LAFC. I don't think you can look at a single moment and say, oh, Maxime got us that win. You know, going to disagree with you know, me right the, now. You know though. the best way to keep goals out? Shot prevention. If yeah, they don't okay. shoot. Agreed. So I think he's done a lot. I think I agree with you. It seems like he hasn't had a lot to do. And but if you watch him, and he's actually really fun to watch for a goalkeeper. Right. Because he's gregarious. He's outgoing. He obviously loves to run to the middle field to back up his, sure. his teammates. But just watch him. He, he is really engaged with his back line. And I think 
He's helping prevent a and lot of shots. And you know who has really helped in that as well? The coach. The system. I think that it's... Is it an MLS show or... I, it is. <laughs> I, yeah, I, but as bad as... They were like negative seven they in goals. awful like defensively in, last year. In goals that they should have saved. Awful. Some people are mentioning it. Sheridan Shakiri, it's mainly Daniel. But uh, I will just say, we haven't re he hasn't really kicked it into a higher gear yet. Oh, yeah? He's done okay. He's in the so 11. Did he, did he drop out of your DP rankings? What is the next? Is there another one? No, there's no more. That's it. That's it. Oh. That's it. I, I was trying to tease to you guys, but come on. Get the whiteboards going. Oh, there you go. It just got started. Rules. I just he does. Had, I had a message for y'all. Especially with that yeah. great. Yeah. I, that's a great jacket. jacket. I'm going to steal nice that wow. jacket. The jacket. I, shout out to my boy right here. Thank Scarf you. got it for me for my birthday. This is a 1907 U.S. Open Cup commemorative jacket. The New York Americans, a team that hasn't been in existence for a very long time. A, Two U.S. Open Cups, by the way, to their name. Yeah, from 1907, that actual jacket? <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know, like, Phil Knight's that old. <laughs> Uncle Phil. All right, guys, it's the moment you've all been waiting for. We told you we'd bring it back, and here it is. Max, the floor is yours. It's time for Max Bredos, DP Rankings, the updated version, version 2. We well, should have a theme song for this, right? Why don't you make one? Okay, that was great. Wow. Was Vanna wow. White coming out from the dust? All right, Max. Take, take Let's go. Floor. Now, the data, it. the criteria here is a little different. I'm obviously keeping the top 10 from last week in check, but it's still a lot to gain. So there's four new faces in the top 10. There is a new leader. Last time it was Carlos Gill. It is now Carlos Vela. He uh, has had a little injury here, yet he has four goals in the <laughs> seasons. He has one of three hat tricks that we've already seen. Lucas Zelarian also with four goals. Move ahead of Carlos Gill, who I was hard to keep him up there, but uh, he's still the reigning uh, MVP, so I go. Karl Schwederski gets a huge jump here just because of what he's done in two weeks. It has been phenomenal to put Charlotte in a position where you have players talking about playoffs. Jesus Ferreira <laughs> also jumps into the top 10. He had the hat trick, and I do put a little bit of what he did on the national team here. It's just been a, a, a huge awakening. We knew he was talented, but when the U.S. need him the most, he delivers. That's good enough for my data to get him in here. Sheridan Shakiri still not where you want to see him, but he plays every game, has a goal. I believe it's a penalty. And Chicago are off to a real rollicking good time of a start. <laughs> get more fans out there at Soldier Field. Chicharito drops. And I got to say, I, I made a mistake. I should have put Chicharito ahead of Shakiri because his body of work's been a little better, but I, you know, I'm not going to mess up the graphics department here, so it stays with Chicharito. Tiago Almada gets a goal, and then Sebastian Driussi comes in as the Jao Paulo, one of many DPs for Seattle, but he's been the best of them. Okay. Time to discuss. Yeah. How is Chicharito's body of work that good? What does he have, two goals? Well, a lot of these guys, no one's got many goals here. I'm just, there's not a lot of goals. Vela's got goals, Zarayan's got goals, Trader's got goals. I know, but all he does goal. is score goals. He doesn't do anything else. Doesn't pass. Shakiri? No. Chicharito. Chicharito. Well, he's played enough. He's got two goals. He's there. I mean, hasn't been. Look. I'm just saying, he's for a guy also that benefiting he from the fact that he was near the top of the list. He was at number three. I wasn't going to do it, and it's Chicharito, and we want some momentum heading did into Did he fall the Elizabeth. farthest from your list? He did, huh? Well, I think a couple guys dropped right out. So. Oh, okay. Who dropped and out? Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, uh, Ladeto was five. 
Yeah, told you. He hasn't been dealing with Told you. That's why I put Ja Paulo in he's, there. He's washed. Ladero, well, longest washed. tenure DP in Major League Soccer. That's a good reason. I'm probably putting oh. him back then. Yeah. No! That's not how this works. <laughs> he, he doesn't get points for that, but. What about Almada? Uh, Honey Mukhtar was like nine or ten. He's also out. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He'll, he'll be does, back in there by the he'll time. He'll be back. Yeah, what about Almada? How does for he sure. just one goal? He has one goal, but I like his arrival because he's such a big name prospect mm -hmm. that uh, you wanted to see him have a good first impression, and he did. He's got okay. a great goal that helped Atlanta come back to a point. He looks like he wants to be here. There's enough signs there that says he is a top young player. Talis Magno also made it because I think of the younger South American players. He may have been the most influential to this point. Probably should have put him in there, but I'm going to stick with Almada because of all the hype. I'm going to throw out another name. What about uh, Facundo Torres? Yeah, when's he going to crack your top He's a name player? I could have seen maybe in place of João Paulo there at 10. Yeah, you're right. I mean, he's certainly earned it, and he was highly considered uh, – the hype isn't that of Almada. Mm -hmm. The performance cer certainly has been there for him. Maybe a little better. Only is it? It's only because he's coming from Uruguay, though, right? Like he's as good as Almada. No, no, Almada is another level. So. Yeah, when you look at how these prospects are rated, Almada is at another level. And and if price Almada, tag wise, it's yeah. two or three times. Hey, as but much. price tag is. I understand. Right. He's but still, Thiago Almada but is if Almada getting interest can from help, the biggest clubs in Europe. The yeah. biggest. If Almada can help Joseph Martinez check back in too, and for that club to kind of find their mojo a little bit from where they used to be, you know, a year or two years ago. I mean, look, MLS is better when Atlanta United is full and rollicking and as good as they are, right? By the way, anyone you want to talk about the top 10, please drop me. I see soccer who say B-Rod for Torres. I was going to put Brian Rodriguez in here. I figured my LAFC connection wouldn't have gone over well, but he deserves to be on this list. He really, really does the way he's played. Sorry, I just, before I go to Before I go to the next, I just have to... Uh, Michael, not Mike805. This uh, infatuation with a cam, I, I, I feel you. However, LAFC doesn't really play with a true 10. So I, I would say, I know we're not quite into questions yet. LAFC have gotten a, gotten a DP from Europe before. Yeah. Didn't go yeah. great. Just, no, uh, not that they won't go again. There's scouts there. Did, that, is that guy still even playing? You got to remember, in Europe, it's a little more Barely. expensive, yeah. maybe a little bit older. Yes. That's. You're not going to get those 17, 18, 19 yeah. year old guys that you might get in South America. All right. Pretty good. I, I enjoyed this. You list didn't like much it. better than your first one. No, your first one because you had Ladero five. I, I disregarded the entire thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's even, not very nice. <laughs> even though most of the league took the week off, the internet doesn't take any breaks, and neither do the memes. This week's crop has a special international flair. So let's take a look at our memes of the week. We have three memes. Uh -huh. It's like got to be Oscars related. Yes, we always. Right? Like to, yes, of course. Oscars, all Oscars. Well, not all Oscars, but there is, there's a lot of Oscars. Here's the first one, and we always like to get your guys' take on it too. Huh. Yep, I like it. Jordan, That's, Jordan memes are always strong. Goes back to what you said, Philly, about the FC Dallas connection propelling the U.S. men's national team. I love that. Deep in the heart of Texas, baby. Yes. I mean. It's, uh, well, let's go, talk a little World Cup here. Like people are. I'm, I'm on Twitter, and people go, "Well, we we haven't qualified yet." I'm like, there's no way. By the way, Costa Rica has had less than 30% possession in their last six or seven games, and many of those are at home. Right. They don't want to touch the ball. How are they going to score six goals? The U.S. plays this right. It's impossible. It's not but it's not just six goals. If it's six to one, it doesn't right. help them. See, they got to win by six. six. Yeah. Because the next tiebreaker after goal differential is goal scored. The U.S. has like 23. Costa Rica has scored I think, uh, like 11. Yeah, there's no yeah. shot. I think Costa Rica are having conversations like let's maybe rest a couple guys let's focus on this playoff that's where we're going to be yeah. let's not complicate things we should be able to beat new zealand or the solomon islands and i see you brendan uh -huh. that game's coming up i'd love to see the solomon islanders get through but that won't happen <laughs> costa rica have to like their chances against new zealand all due respect 
yeah. better than the chances they have here. Now, you're this close to the World Cup, but you've got to be smart about it. It's true. It's true. All right, let's take a look at meme number two. I feel like that's directed right at me, and you know what? Deservedly so. So I I will keep his name yes, out of my mouth. posture was so good on the bit. slap. I mean, Matt, yeah, Matt Doyle from, from MLSsoccer.com put that out. Uh, it was too good. He must have felt so good when he was constructing it. They're going to oh, love it on Twitter. Yeah. Huh. He probably lost I, his mind. I tweeted during the game, the U.S. game, USMNT Twitter better than Oscars Twitter. I had to apologize for that after that happened. Right. Huh? Well, I had to tweet because, and this is a true story, my dad before the game goes, so you're watching the Oscars at 5 p.m.? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it's 4-0 at halftime. And then I totally forgot I'd sent that to him 15 minutes in the half. He goes, how are the Oscars going? And I was like, oh, I forgot. It was 4-0 at halftime. So there you go. Oscars just permeated throughout U.S. national team. I guess you got to watch it. All right, let's go to number three. <laughs> okay, I had to have this explained to me because right. I didn't quite get it at first. But now I that I – now, now, yeah, could you give us an explainer? One of, yeah, one of right. Wasn't it uh, Jesus Ferreira would have been the call over Ricardo Pepe over at Augsburg, yeah. I think is what they're saying. Yep. So that's – Oh, instead of signing Pepe. Instead then, of, yeah, 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 I mean, look, the Pepe, the Pepe start has not been what I think Augsburg would have wanted, right? It's so. Augsburg. I mean, what's Augsburg going to do? Maybe if it had been a better fit there. You know what? Well, here's what's interesting. So they sell Pepe for $20 million, and I'm sure they're probably like, well – Ferreira is better, but like no one's paying more than twenty million for Not Ferreira, at all. right? So did, uh, did FC yeah. Dallas maybe shoot themselves in the foot a little bit? Like how they could uh, twenty million? I don't think they shot themselves in the foot. Yeah, I was going to say twenty million dollars. I think they just capitalized on a hot market yeah. for a, for a player who was scorching hot at the time. That I think he was out kicking his coverage just a little bit, and uh, I think that's what we're going to see with Ferreira. Maybe maybe another ten twelve million dollar sell off for Ferreira though could be pretty nice. All right. Oh, Soccer USA, hot take. Morris and Ariola don't make the World Cup squad. I, I don't see how you keep Ariola. One of two are there for sure. Uh, all right. What, what, what was our favorite? What, who was the favorite from you guys in the chat? What was our favorite? I mean, it's I, tough to. I know mine. No, it's, uh, it's, the Ariola, it's the Ariola one. Yeah. I saw that last night. It stayed with me. It was and, really good. And I, again, I feel like Matt Doyle personally directed that at me. Yeah. So. You are not the only one. Let's directed. take a look at the winner. <laughs> so there good. it that's, is. That's brilliant. There it is. I will keep. It looks like, it, and some people have said this, the Batman smacking Robin meme. Yeah. Like yep. the oh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. so long. It is pretty good. How? I mean, I still don't think in reality that this was a legit smack, but that's just me. No, but you could hear it in his yeah. laugh. I, I, it was, there was Foley action going on, man. I, I, don't I mean, know. maybe he's not very good at smacking because Brock definitely took it. He did. And, and by the way, kept going with this whole good on you, Chris. We should have done a whole show. I told you we should have done a whole show on this. I mean, we should have had somebody from our crew come up and slap you. Yeah. yeah, for for wow. a guy who featured that turned quickly. For a guy who featured no, the movie no, that no, leave, no, you, no, you guys are seeing this. All the hands in the hands back down. right now. That's great. Yeah, a, I don't yeah. believe that. There's a line second. forming well, right guys, behind guys, camera three. With this show, Maybe be Ken, but not Ben. Ben would have wanted that <laughs> to get Max. <laughs> That's great. The talent in the MLS was on full display last week at the club level as well as on the international stage. Let's talk about the best of the best with this year's players of. The week. This year? This, we've already this gone year. through this season. Players of the week. Uh, this this week's. Did I say this? You week? did. Yeah, you That's said all right. This you week. said this year's. All right. I think I'm up first. Guys. You go. Yeah. Mine's actually kind of surprising. I don't think anyone probably would have had this, but I watched this game between Portland and Orlando and was pleasantly surprised at this guy that kept popping up, dropping off the lines, and driving forward, making good passes. And it was Alexandre Pato. Right? Like oh. it was the guy that like I look when he was at AC Milan, I loved him. But I, when he came here, I was gonna say the exact same thing I said about Ladera. Wash. Uh, he looks a different player though. And if he can continue to play this way, although injuries. I'm reserved, yeah, I'm reserved about it because anytime he he revs up that engine, you know 
the hamstrings or right. something's going to pop. It's amazing he's 32. He's only 32. He's 35. But this this version of Pato is is great. LAFC should be a little worried as they play them next week. Yep. Uh, the uh, the only thing to Max's point is he probably had to go sit in an ice bath for the next couple of days after that. But he was he was incredible. It was really good to watch. We we don't have a lot of players that can drop off the line and really create and be creative in that way from that position. So that was that was cool to watch. He's my player. Of the and week. and to your point, he makes Facundo Torres a better player if he can play. Facundo Torres wasn't even there. Right. So they were crowding him out, and he was still able to find space. And he just he reads the game at a, a different level. Yeah. Uh, and he has the quality to slip some passes. And and to your point, you don't have to be good all the time. You just have to be good once. So sure. there's a song about that somewhere. <laughs> That's Toby Keith for you. A little bit, little oh, bit wow. country. Hey, I got I got the, the Texas music and <laughs> some Toby Keith shout out Oklahoma. So, so my player of the week is gonna be my player of the week is gonna be a goalkeeper. And I'm talking about the goalkeeper from Charlotte, Kalina. Five saves on the day and the first clean sheet in club history. You had players like like Vasquez on FC Cincinnati, who he himself has four goals on the season, one of the leaders in this league. And Kalina shut him down and shut down whatever offense Skyline Chili FC had to come through. But getting the first clean sheet in club history is a good thing, a great thing for that matter. He etches his name in the history books for his entire career. He's my player of the week. No minus points for talking about playoffs after the game? <laughs> Again, I, I applaud his intestinal fortitude and his confidence. I like people that come in confident because, like I said, if uh, act as if or, you know, you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. <laughs> no more Toby Keith. It's in the same pile as hockey on this show. <laughs> no right? way. Toby Keith is awesome. I'm not even going to get started on nope. your musical choices, Max. <laughs> right. Who's next? Is me? Am I next? Yeah, yep. All right. I, I know I've talked about this guy a lot today. But he is very worthy of the nod for the player of the week because he has changed everything about Charlotte FC. Let's face it, Kyle Schwedetsky. Get up, room. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's been, I've been sitting with good. him. I, look, I, I was ready to see Charlotte struggle. I was like, and I was like a little resentful. Like, oh, yeah, you got 70,000. What do you got for me now? They've delivered. Good crowds, well coached. You can see there's a, an affection between uh, Ramirez and his players, and Kyle Schwedetsky has come in. And for the time being, rescued this team. Now, if they run off five losses, they have these two wins in the bank. Two wins that could have not have happened well into the summertime, if you ask me. But now they have that momentum. The crowds are still coming out. They're enthusiastic. People are talking about Charlotte FC in North Carolina. And this guy uh, gets most of the credit. Yeah, look, you're not wrong. He uh, had an incredible game, two goals. I think my player... More for what his performance meant to maybe the entire season for Sporting Kansas City. Johnny Football, Johnny Soccer, Johnny Russell is definitely my player of the week. One goal, but it was the only goal that was needed. A one nothing win <laughs> for Sporting Kansas City against Real Salt Lake. A team that feels like they can go into Sporting and continue to knock them around over and over again. I think that this goal may have saved the season Whoa. for Sporting Kansas City. We are five games in, but I think the trend that we've seen from Sporting is that they are not playing as well, but moreover, those other teams that we mentioned, the Nashvilles, the Austins, the Dallases, the teams that did not make the playoffs or did not make it as high up as they will this year are performing better. Johnny Russell saving the season? For Sporting Kansas City? Are you My convincing yourself? You're like, I, say, game, game five. <laughs> look, game, I'm with you, game five, but again, Momentum builder, right? This is a momentum builder against a team that perpetually derails the momentum for Sporting KC. So great win, great goal by Johnny Russell. All 
Okay, guys, it's time for my favorite part of the show. It's fan questions. You guys have been sending a lot in early, which I appreciate your But we don't uh, have them on the thread anymore. But unfortunately, I can't see them. So start sending in the questions now. Our producer, though, did text me one of the questions. Um, so as we, as we ponder this question, any questions that you think we should re-answer, get them back to us. And again, all of MLS, all of football, Ask about Max's favorite shoes. I don't care. Let's get weird. <laughs> or his favorite Let's band. Let's have fun. Or his favorite band. I've already said I that I do right. not like his musical taste, but you can, if you agree with Max on some things, you can you can go that way. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go. Look, this is coming from the guy that went to Bieber a couple weeks ago. I know. Uh, I went with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, <laughs> lost, I've lost respect for both. But okay. I followed up with Judas Priest the following Tuesday. Yeah, so. you, yeah, palate cleanser. I went to a Bowie tribute this past weekend, which was really fun. You went to Bieber. That's all I'm going to say. All right, all right. Let's move you on. You went to Bieber. Let's move on. I'm going to move on to, to, to our buddy, our buddy no, Daniel Angel. wasn't good. No. Daniel Angel, who asks, should MLS fans root for their players to qualify for the World Cup, or is there something to be said for sparing their legs, thinking Conmay Bowl mostly? Now, I don't quite know where Daniel is going to this question because maybe he's thinking about I'm the not, next I'm not season. I'm sure I understand. Because technically you're going to play a season and then play a World Cup because, Daniel, they're not actually going to – uh, have to stop down this year because the World Cup is in starts late November, right. goes December. The season will be over by then. However, I would say, yeah, there is some something to them putting extra exertion and then just basically picking up a season again. Something to, something to be said for that. But anytime, I, my take is always this, and we've seen this with Kim Moon Won. We're going to see this with more players. Players want to play in the World Cup. It's a once in a lifetime opportunity. And if you are crazy enough, <laughs> Charlotte. Um, to try to stop your players right? from playing in a World Cup, it's going to come back to bite you, and it's not a good clubs idea. And, clubs and managers generally want their players to experience that because it, they bring, it comes back to the club, and you can see that in the players. This is, you know, this is the apex And, for and supporters as well. We want to be a able to – Absolutely. We want to be able to say, look, that's the player from our club that's representing his or her country so well. I think that's incredibly important. Like, uh, there, this may be a follow-up, Vince. Should we root for other MLS teams in the CCL? Should we only support our club? Root for MLS. Yeah, it's I, good for the collective. A lot. I mean, if it's, it's an interesting, interesting take. I feel like a lot of our rivalries haven't gone as deep because usually we talk about this uh, maybe in the Champions League context. Like if if you're an English fan, if you're a fan of Chelsea, would you root for Liverpool if they were in the final? Yeah, the probably not. not. But I think their rivalries run so much deeper. So I think that MLS, we haven't got, got quite there yet. So maybe... I'm sure the Premier League teams like it when there's four bids because they've done so well in the in the championship. And I don't know that that's necessarily true. But I, I would I would have a hard time rooting for the opposition of my. I mean I don't know if you're support. if you're an NYCFC supporter you're going to root for the Red Bull. If you're if you're an LAFC fan supporter you're going to root for the Galaxy. I even though like we our hatred doesn't run a hundred plus years I still think there's something to be said. I would say only yes but not if it's against your biggest rival. Uh, Caitlin asked about thoughts on the Oscars. All I want to answer say, this question because I did say, like, let's talk about some things other than soccer. So sure. Can I can't remember it. anything that happened in the Oscars because of what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock. That's I what, don't know who won Best that Picture. That really was That's the what Oscars. Sucks. Poor Williams you know family. Won, you know who won Best Picture? Coda. Coda. Uh -huh. Which is a heartwarming story. You know who also won was for supporting actor, the actor in Coda, who's a deaf actor. It's the first time that, they've won, that a deaf actor has won an Oscar. Like, Wait, so the dad didn't win from Coda? The son won best. No, supporting? the dad from Coda so won. Best supporting actor. He was best supporting actor. Yeah. Th that line from supporting and lead actor is very foggy. Right. Yeah. Like he's <laughs> right. I mean, I'm glad he won. Now more so, I wish he would have been in the lead yeah, actor because I don't want Will Smith to win for 
and give us that Ugh. half-assed right. uh, By the way, apology. guess who he didn't thank in his speech? His wife. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So did someone else get slapped at home? Or? I mean, that right. was an awesome. Shout out to Caitlin who was there and, and yeah. saw the whole thing. I know she worked it. Uh, yep. Yeah, you know, it's... Uh, it's gonna, but you know what? It's gonna give us memes for the next yep. decade or so. I, so. I just find it so hard to believe that he hit Chris Rock the way he did. This is a guy who was Ali, a guy who had boxing training, and he had like a fake Foley slap. I don't know, man. I just the thing rubs me a weird wrong way. I don't think it's legit. Just, just shows you. They're actors, bro. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> that, that was a classically trained slap. That was like how you do it in the movies. You know? slap. Yeah, a Shakespeare oh. in the Park. You would <laughs> expect. Like you take off your glove. Yeah. You would expect an Adam West wham, like Batman thing when he slapped We do have there. one uh, one question in the chat. Where's Connor? Where's Connor? It's Don't here. worry about it. Okay. It's classified information. All right. Never mind. No, he was, he, was in, uh, he was in Cabo, uh, hanging out with the newest team down there in Cabo, doing Pretty some cool. tryouts. I believe he was at Azteca. So yeah, he was. So maybe uh, you know, the national team a little bit of luck. Right. He should be just... Living it up because Canada's putting down some bolsons. Oh, the yeah. happiest throwing back some bolsons and bats. bats. Why not? Some Tim Hortons. <laughs> not coffee. Canada's best expert. But he will. He will no, be that would be Brian Adams. <laughs> oh, Alfonso Davis. Rush. Connor will be with us Friday though for our World Cup draw, so he'll be back. Uh, all right, let's let's move on. Let's move on to stoppage time. We're wrapping it up here. It's our chance to. If you have if you haven't watched the show, it's our chance to rant on anything that we want. Yeah. We just get to pick a topic. We get to go for about a minute as as the rest of us lob like, what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, at you to try to throw you off. And the for, uh, the person on our panel who has the role of going first and has to set the tone is Scarf. Let's so do it. Go for it. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about sporting Kansas City, maybe not making the playoffs, maybe things switching for a team that's normally at the top or near the top of the standings. I'm looking at you, Portland. Portland Timbers, I think your physical play, your physical style, that every team has to go through Portland and their physicality, I think you no longer have the horses to run that style, and I think it's starting to negatively impact your product out there on the pitch. 21 fouls last match, and not that that's a bad thing, but the red card by Van Rankin was just, it was silly. And the fact that you're leading Major League Soccer in yellows, you're one of only two teams to have two reds, and the play on the pitch is hurting because of it. A win, a loss, and three draws, and you guys just aren't a fun team to watch anymore. Have it's they ever not, been? Uh, well, at least yeah. when they had a Diego Valeri and when, you know, Sebastian Blanco stringing things together. But uh, I'm I'm just not impressed with the way Portland has started the season. I think Giovanni Savarese has a way that he coaches the club, and I think that this is the year where I think that system, that style, either needs to be retooled or just runs out of gas altogether. So, Portland fans, you may not love it that I'm saying this, but... I know seven teams make it in the West. You can put Sporting on the outside. You can put Portland on the outside. Wow. This year. I hope. I hope that it's actually a, a bigger league-wide picture. Gotta be careful with all these teams missing. They might expand the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone gets. But it. hopefully, maybe the refereeing's getting a little bit better. Yeah. Because Portland's always done this. Yep. And to your point, yes, maybe they don't have the the finishing touch anymore to really cap it off. But maybe the maybe the referees are just finally like, we're not going to stand for these tactical fouls anymore, and we're going to start handing out double yellows. Yeah. And I applaud that. I would love to see that. That's yeah. been something I've been railing on for a long time. Stoppage time. I mean, if, if I haven't thrown enough love on Charlotte FC, I'm about to throw <laughs> a little bit more. Oh, this is what no. happens when you have three games on a weekend. Goodness. Okay. If anybody is in Charlotte, we know Al Ray. Can Al Ray send you a Charlotte jersey already? Or no, what? I'm about a sleeve of uh, some really finest cigarettes from Tobacco Road. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's, what they make. That's, their, that's what they make. It. 
They make in North now Carolina you're cigarettes. Smoking. Not making oh, cigarettes. Yeah. I thought you were one of those. I've never smoked or something, and then you were like, Listen, yeah. I remember I went to North Carolina as a kid. Yeah. I've never smoked. And I walked in. You had 8,000 types. This is a long time ago. It's obviously changed. Well, I'll tell you this, Max. When you get the carton, put tobacco it in, products. Put it in the freezer. It keeps them fresher. Okay, good. In all fairness, Joe Camel was a cool character. So. Yes. It is called Tobacco Road. So. It is called okay. Tobacco Road for a reason. Yeah. Do your, do your stoppage crop already. Good Lord. Charlotte FC and your supporters. And on this very program, I said, okay, did it once. With the 75, 70,000 in the opening weekend. But show me you can do it on a regular basis. Now, granted, can't hit that number. And it's going to be, that stadium is enormous, and you're going to have to be wise about the games you show up to. But you've done it, hitting around 30,000 these next two, but not only with the numbers, but the crowd has been into it. They look like a, an intelligent fan base, hmm. weaving along with the crowd, knowing how to work the referee, you name it. So Charlotte FC, I've been pleasantly surprised about how the supporters have done their part in uh, influencing things here for the club. Keep it going. I'm impressed. I'm watching. I know the team has to win to keep you going at this pace, and which they're doing now, which is obviously an added bonus. But that, to me, has been a nice development that the Charlotte FC fans have put their hand up and are being counted. Don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're not promoting the use of tobacco products on this show. Goodness. No. So as far as my, my stoppage time thing, really quickly, how about Christian Pulisic, Christian Pulisic's attempt at the worm? He needs to contact your old colleague, Scotty Tuhati from World Wrestling Entertainment, to teach him how to do the worm. No, <laughs> j just kidding. It was, it was an awful attempt at a worm. So my, my rant in reality of things is going to be talking about, so we, everybody wants pro-rel in the MLS. The next best thing that you're going to get is the race to the wooden spoon. So I'm going to every once in a while update you on Philly's wooden spoon watch or the, the race to last place, whichever you want. I said FC Cincinnati was going to be the team. Skyline Chili FC was going to be the team that is going to end up with the wooden spoon. Everybody here gets excited because they have a leading scorer right now in MLS, and they, they had a two-game winning streak. I'm going to stick to my guns in the fact that FC Cincinnati is still one of the poorest teams in this game. Uh, granted, they've changed their technical director, their coach, a couple other things. They're, they're still going to stink, but interestingly <laughs> enough, they've got some opposition. They have two wins. Charlotte's got two wins, but if you look down the list, there's four teams with zero wins. Vancouver, Montreal, San Jose, and Interflamingo, uh, Fort Lauderdale. So the race <laughs> to the wooden spoon, Philly's wooden spoon watch. I'm still calling FC Cincinnati, but that's what I'm I'm sticking can with. we get him a giant wooden spoon we to can. wave around we for should. this segment? A lot of people are saying Miami. It's going to be and, in Miami. And can I make one other point? I think it might be Vancouver just because the West is. You know, only could, oh, yeah, you know who has the same points as FC Cincinnati? Same number of points as FC Cincinnati? San Jose. Portland. Portland, Portland is not winning the They're wooden not winning spoon. the wooden spoon, but Portland's just as bad as FC Cincinnati has been so far this season. Okay. I see you, Gomez, by the way. Mm. Uh, <laughs> my topic is is a little bit serious. Uh, like I said, I tuned into that Portland versus Orlando game. Uh, and usually at Providence Park, it's pretty loud. Uh, it was very quiet, and I did not understand what was going on until Caitlin Murray, who does great uh, work, tweeted about it. Uh, the Timbers Army had decided because they had reached out to their front office about how they dealt with the Andy Polo situation and just wanting answers really more than anything. Not even action, just answers on some of the things and the fact that they have not gotten any response from them. They decided to go silent. One minute for every month they have not received answers. It's been five months, so that's five minutes. And now you might say, okay, hmm. what's the big deal? But supporters have power. Um, and I believe that when they're on a, a nationally televised game and they're silent, and then they score a goal and they pop purple smoke, which was the color of the team that they were playing against, right. huh. to support domestic violence victims. Uh, I think it does matter. Um, now, I'm not saying that it's the only thing that they should be doing. It's just one of the approaches, a collective action 
by that supporters group. And I know behind the scenes, they are still trying to push their front office to get some more answers. You guys matter. You matter as supporters. We see it here in things that aren't so great, like domestic violence, um, but in great things also with like LAFC. We just celebrated Mo Fascio. Yep. We're building courts for Mo. So supporters matter. It's, it's just cool to see the collective action in important moments. And I think sometimes, even in these moments that are sad and not the greatest things to talk about, it's that much more important. We all want to celebrate our supporters groups. We do something great. Uh, but when we can hold people accountable in this way, and the media reports on it, this is what I think the media should be doing to be harder on soccer, not necessarily always picking on who should be on the national team or who should not be because it's so subjective. Let's make sure that we kick these th things like this out of the game, especially when we refer to domestic violence and the treatment, of course, of NWSL players. And, and to your point, Timbers Army has been one of the most vocal supporters bases in Major League Soccer. And really, a lot of supporters bases in Major League Soccer have taken their cue from Timbers Army. The audio that came out from that 911 call of his child on the audio, it's just an awful situation. And the fact that the Timbers uh, it seemingly have swept this under the rug, it, kudos to the Portland Timbers Army for, for taking those five minutes and for popping the smoke, but also for, like you said, shining a light on this just awful situation. It's a bad look. It says a lot what you, if you're a supporter, what you could do with this, with this sport and what you could do with fellow supporters. It's, uh, it's pretty uh, breathtaking, to be honest. So fantastic. Well done. And that's going to put a bow on our show. Thank you for watching and participating in the chat. This show doesn't work without you. We're done. We are done. But here's a look at the rest of the week here on the 110 Football YouTube channel. The debut of our newest show, Football Without Borders, is this Thursday at 4 p.m. And if you miss Connor, he'll be back on that show. Uh, we will dive into all the World Cup qualifying news. Oh, Italy. Look ahead uh, oh. to the UEFA Champions League quarterfinals. Ah, oh, Juventus. And much more. <laughs> Friday morning is going to be a live World Cup draw watch party with Max Bredos, Connor, myself, and a bunch of friends. That's at 9 a.m. We've got another watch party following that on Saturday. That's BYOB for all of you that join us for an LAFC watch party as the black and gold travel to Orlando. That's at 4.30 p.m. So lots of live shows, lots of content, lots of watch parties. Debut, Football Without Borders, Debut. 4 p.m. Thursday. Be there. Yep, lots of chances to hang with us. So that's it. That's it. We're out of here. Great chat. Oh, Canada. Chat was fired up. Both, both shows. Really awesome chat, guys. Sorry, Portland. You're Good luck, Solomon Islands. <laughs> Good luck, Solomon Islands. <laughs> and with Love that, we're out of here. Bye-bye.